You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 144. In this episode, I share with you how you build an international online business when English is not your native language. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today, I share with you the key criteria behind building an international online business when English is not your native language. And some of these criteria might actually come as a surprise to you. Want to turn your passion into profits? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to sigrun.com forward slash 144. There you'll also find the show notes of this episode. I often get the question how I've built an international online business, being a non-native English speaker and living in a country where English is not the main language. In this episode, I share with you what I believe are the key criteria to build your international online business. I'm assuming that you are a non-native English speaker listening to this episode. So if you don't have a business already, then starting in English is in some ways easier than starting first in your native language. Now, Of course, you have to be able to speak English, but your English doesn't have to be as good as you think. I was a bit worried in the beginning that people would hear that I was not a native English speaker, that I would make some mistakes, that everyone would know that I was a foreigner. But actually, Americans, native English speakers from the UK and Ireland and elsewhere in the world have told me that is one of the reasons they have decided to join my programs or sign up for my list or listening to this podcast. So actually, it is a benefit that your English isn't perfect. People will be attracted to you as a person. And even if you make some grammar mistakes or pronunciation or you don't know the words, then just be yourself. So if you really like doing things in English, as I do, then starting in English right from the get-go as I said, is in some ways easier. You need to set up a Facebook page, website, and all those things you need to set up an online business. But the tricky bit is more if you already have a business. If you have a successful business in your native language, and now you realize maybe that your market is saturated, maybe you have become a big fish in a small pond, or you just feel that you would rather build an international business than staying in your native language. Then you have two options, mainly. You can make a fresh start with a new Facebook page, new website. Basically, you're creating a brand new business. And this might be the right choice for you. But whatever you do, I don't recommend you run two businesses in two languages forever especially not if you're a solopreneur 
it gets very complicated. So at some point you have to decide which one is going to be your main business and then you phase the other one out. Yes, I know there are examples of people running businesses in two or three languages, but any of my clients who have tried to do this have at some point come to the decision that it's not a good idea. It can take you 12 to 18 months to make the switch. So you can make a hard switch that from day one to the other, you start to do everything in English, or you make a slower switch and you possibly only pick one of your programs to be in English. It's gonna be a difficult time because you're still kind of torn between two languages and you're catering to two different audience possibly. Although there might be people from your native language that come over to your English business, but in most cases, it's like you're starting up a new business. The benefit you will have is that you know your ideal client, you know what to talk about, you have your programs, and what you're doing is you're translating your best assets and you're making a fresh start in a new language. And it's gonna take you a lot faster to achieve success than if you're starting from scratch. So what I suggest you do is, assuming that you already have a business, whether it's been around for a long time or not, is that you have some assets. So you are going to translate your best assets. So let's say you have, let's say you have 30 or 100 blog posts. Start by only translating about 10, just your very best blog posts. If you haven't started to do a podcast yet, maybe this is the opportunity where you start a podcast. If you've been doing videos, you're obviously not going to translate them, but you're going to make a calendar where you plan to redo the best of your work, whether it's blog posts or videos or audios, because you need to create some assets from your new market. But this is one part of going international is translating your assets. And if you don't have any assets, start creating some assets, some content that people will find out. But how do you go from there? I think the key criteria is surrounding yourself with people who are also running or wanting to run an international online business. This is one of the best things I did. In 2013, I joined an online program and the program itself, yeah, I learned a few things, but what I really gained from it was being surrounded with people running business in English and building international businesses. And yes, most of the people were native English speakers, but within that community, I also saw a lot of non-native English speakers. So my fear around running an international online business, they went out of the window because I saw other people doing what I wanted to do. So this is absolutely crucial step for you. If you're not already in my Samba program, I suggest you get on the wait list because that is already an international community within Europe. We have a lot of European participants and many of them wanna build an international online business. Or you join a mastermind group where you can also surround yourself with people building an international online business. I think it's very hard and I think I just, don't know anyone who has been successful in building an international online business without surrounding yourself with someone who's already on that path. So that is the key criteria. The second one is translating your assets, like I just said before. So start doing everything in English. 
start to build up your email list. If you want to create a new Facebook page, do that. Or if you want to use your old one, possibly you might be able to change the name. It is very beneficial if you have been using your name and not a company name for this. If you have a company name and that is a very unique name in your native language, you might want to change it on your Facebook page or create a brand new one. Yes, if you create a new one, you have zero likes and followers, but hey, you are creating a new business. If you already have an email list and a following, I would create an email or even a Facebook Live or even a webinar where you announce this change to your community. And yes, you can make a slow shift, but I am more of a fan of telling my community what's going on. I'll tell them if I am thinking of launching a podcast months in advance. I will tell them if I am thinking of creating a program months in advance, because I feel your community can help you make this shift. So don't make this something that is just a secret. This is something you want to make your community excited about if you already have a community. And there will be people who follow you along into your international business. And there will be some people that you maybe leave behind. What you can do as a shift, because all your uh, marketing assets should now be in English, but you could still be running. Let's say you're a coach and you have some group programs. You can still be running those in the background in your native language. So if I wanted to, I'm not doing this, but I speak German fluently, obviously Icelandic, I'm Icelandic. I could have group coaching programs in those languages if I wanted to. And if I had started in Icelandic or in German, I could still keep some of these programs running in that language. But still, the marketing, everything you do on your Facebook page, your blog posts, if you're doing a podcast, that would all be in English. I do not recommend using this feature that Facebook now has where you can make basically make a post and then you can make another version of that post in another language. I'm just not a fan of that. You know, I have been on some Facebook pages and I signed up or liked the page when it was in English and suddenly it's speaking to me in German because my residency is in, you know, the German part of Switzerland. And I'm like, where why I did not like this page in this language. So you have to tell your audience about the change. You have to give them the option to stay on a list or leave if they don't like it. If you plan to make this hard switch and stop communicating in your native language, then let them know. But suddenly emailing them in a different language is not going to be very helpful. I hate it when that happens. Normally, it's been the other way around. I like a page in, in English. For instance, Facebook, actually. I like the Facebook page of Facebook in English. And now all their posts are in German to me because I live in Switzerland. And I can tell you, there is nothing more annoying than that. So keep your community well informed. As I said, if you're starting from scratch, this is a lot easier. But that's the key thing that you let everyone know and you give them the opportunity to join you on this new path or leave. Maybe they just want to part ways. So now you are already in a community. You have started to make your assets. What's the next step? Well, you need to start to build your email list in English. Now, what do you do? Just like if you would do it in your native language. 
I started with weekly webinars. This was three and a half years ago. The landscape has changed. Webinars are not as popular. They are pretty saturated and I use them very sparingly today, more if I'm launching a program or something. But you can start with Facebook Lives and change them into ads and you show them to an audience where you think is your ideal client, exactly as you would do in your native language. Now, I just had this recently on a coaching call within our Samba community. Someone wanted to go international and started to run some Facebook ads and she ran Facebook ads to San Diego to coaches. Now, what I told her is that that is probably going to be the most expensive Facebook ads that she's ever run. And that was the case. It didn't work so well for her. When you are a non-native English speaker, your first international market is probably your own country, surprisingly enough, and surrounding countries where also people will recognize your name. And then you can move over to English speaking countries. This is something that I did not realize when I started my international online business. I thought my clients would be in the United States, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, United Kingdom, Ireland. I was running ads like crazy to these countries. And yes, many signed up for my list. But about 50% of my email list came from Europe because they saw this European name they saw someone doing something international within Europe in English and people do want that. And I was ignoring the fact that, hey, I like to do business in English. I'm not based in the US. Well, maybe there are other people thinking the same way. So don't ignore this fact. And actually today, I can say that even if my email list is probably still, well, I think it's probably 70, 30, between native English speakers and non-native English speakers and people signing up for my mastermind programs and Samba, they are probably 70, 80% from Europe. And this is not something I anticipated when I started an international online business. So run your Facebook ads to your own country and neighboring countries because your first clients in your international online business are gonna come from there. And the rest of building an international online business is just building an online business, really. Because I've told you the key criteria is surrounding yourself with the right people, is to change your assets into English, and then run your Facebook ads to your neighboring country and your own country. And you'll be surprised how easy it will be to build your international online business. Want to turn your passion into profits? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to signal.com forward slash 144. There you'll also find the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Signal Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.